Welcome to The Outcast, the podcast that is giving a voice to anyone who has ever felt like an outsider or an outcast. I want this to be a safe place, a safe haven, a place of sharing and learning and healing. I'm excited to start an episode today on something very close to my heart, spiritual inclusiveness. What does it mean to you? Do you believe it's important? Have you ever felt left out, left behind by your church or another religious organization because of your beliefs or simply because of who you are, where you come from, who you choose to love? I really want to dive into this today and I want to get these questions answered and I want to get some light on this subject with my special guest, Pastor Mary Raymond, pastor of the Tree of Life Community Church in Dayton, Ohio. Pastor Raymond, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is a, quite a big topic. I know this has got a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts to it. And I want to start off, Mary, with uh, talking a little bit about your background. And I, I did a little bit of research, and did I see that you have been a teacher at United Theological Seminary for many years, and also a liaison between the Dayton police and clergy? That's extremely interesting to me. That's that's got to be quite an important <clears throat> role to play. It's a uh, it's a great role to play and it's an honor to be able to play it and uh i love you know our, we have a great police police chief uh in dayton and he's a very spiritual guy and he doesn't try to hide it and so uh he this was really one of his big initiatives to create this uh program called pact police and clergy together where clergy ride along with officers for uh you know, regularly for one of their, uh, on, you know, duties. And, uh, they, his whole, his whole idea was to not just to be there for citizens. That was part of it, right. To, to when there is a tragedy or something that happens, you know, there's often bystanders. And so part of the role of clergy is to address the trauma that bystanders, uh, have in those kind of situations, um, but also to really develop a relationship with the officers, yeah. who often don't really reach out for pastoral care, but need it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, need it, and so it's that's been a, a fabulous experience. Oh, I'm sure. I, I can only I imagine. I was actually the first uh, clergy called out. Uh, ever and it was for an accident where a woman uh, ran over a young person and he died on scene Mm. and uh, I mean it was just it was profound it was profound because you know I then I spent hours with the 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 person who you know the driver and of course it was an accident but it was a life-changing accident in so many ways for her and and for the family of the the young person that she hit of course so that was the beginning of a a very i would say a very profound ministry the outcast podcast is supported by richmond to dc com. most folks who work here love living here and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs, 
that work. Of course, want to talk about so many, many things that uh, I'm sure you've had an opportunity to be a part of and see your own uh, ministries come into life in, in a lot of different ways. And I said at the beginning of the show that this topic is very important to me, spiritual inclusiveness. And it is for so many reasons. I, I grew up in a very religious household. My my grandfather and then my father were both Baptist ministers, pastors of their own churches. And with oh, wow. within the confines of uh, Mary, of the religious community, you know, many people have felt very, very left out because of their own beliefs or because the church was not accepting maybe to their diversity or their background or their choices in romantic partner. The The climate has certainly changed sure. since I was a kid, but... At the same time, I still see this, and I know you have to be as well, people searching for safety within their own spiritual group and their own spiritual leaders. Absolutely. I do think we are in a different time in so many ways, but in so many ways, so many things remain the same, you know? Yeah. I I grew up Catholic. And I grew up in a very traditional Catholic family. I, when I introduce myself, I often say I'm the youngest of seven kids, and my parents had seven kids in eight years. And so I don't really have to tell you that I'm Catholic, right, but that's right. how I grew up. You right. know? And, and from a young age, from a very young age, I felt, I felt called to ministry, and I was certain that the church would change by the time <laughs> I was old enough to be ordained. Yeah. I was just certain of it, you know? And uh, and my heart got broken, yeah, <laughs> along yeah. with so many other people. I think, uh, you know, and and so I st- I do think it's a big deal still. I still think that there are people who are seeking who who can't find that safety net in the tradition of their youth or, you know, that they grew up with, unfortunately. I think that's so true. And I think that as we, as a, as a humankind search for this safety, you know, we, we try to find other people who are of like mind. And then at the same time, we don't want to just be in our little group. We want to, you know, also spread that kind of uh, inclusiveness to the world. That can be an interesting dance to do. I mean, I think that's the sort of the, apex of the spiritual life, yeah. right? Because we have to grow. And if we just stay with with like-minded folks, we don't tend to grow. We stay in our comfort zone. And the whole point of the spiritual journey is to grow, is, is to awaken, is to grow our hearts and minds, you know, so that so that we ourselves are are the safe haven, so that we ourselves become uh, you know, the soul of a place when when we are in that experience, when people are feeling left out, that we're the ones who who make the space to be inclusive. But it's hard. Yeah. Especially especially right now. Yes. Because we're we're we are in an extreme sort of an extreme place, I think. And I feel like, too, because of the extreme nature of our political climate, of the social injustice climate, the, the racial discrimination climate, I mean, the LGBTQ community, I mean, all of uh, all of these groups, so many of these groups, uh, once again, uh, reopening a lot of wounds that may have started to heal before we got into, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another climate. Mm-hmm. So this brings the spiritual element into all of that as well. Oh, it does. I mean, I, I kind of feel like now more than ever, we 
we need those um, safe havens, those places of sanity where we can get recharged and remember, you know, get called back to the fact that at our base, humankind is good, you know? Yeah. I mean, in in all the Abrahamic religions, that's the, the central theme of creation, you know? God saw that it was good. Yeah. And uh, that's what we have to call ourselves back to. You know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, structure, formality, uh, some of the, the the boundaries that have been placed maybe around spirituality and religion. I want to dig into that just a little bit. And, and I, I want to specifically ask you a question regarding churches. There's, there's so many different kinds of churches. There's so many different uh, kinds of uh, spiritual-based groups and things of that nature now. Now, we do have a lot to choose from, but especially in the last five years, I feel like many churches have adopted this new slogan of all are welcome. And and I love that. I really do. I love that 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 they're putting that out there and that inspires me. But on on the other hand, there are some churches that have a hidden meaning behind that phrase. And I know you've seen this, too, where sometimes Mm -hmm. the organization means all are welcome, but we would love to see you change just a few things in order to to make sure you're exactly right. who you should be right you know i i love the idea and it's an ideal i think we need to aim for uh but truth be told it's just not true yeah yeah <laughs> when it comes down to to spiritual community i mean it's it's a fine line between having a safe haven and saying all are welcome because if we say all are welcome then that means all and how many of us really mean that i mean how many of us really mean that so i think that you know it's it's got to be something that we aim at but we also have to be really honest about it and have the hard conversation you know i know there's one church in my area who just went through a major major conversation around welcoming predators, right? So people who have publicly been um, arrested for child molestation found themselves coming to this church where they say all are welcome, and then the members of the church started not to feel safe. Yeah. Because, you know, they have kids there. Right. And not everyone knows about what's going on. So... It's a very, very hard conversation, and and sometimes I think that, you know, we want to say that spirituality is easy and sort of plays nice all the time and things like that, but the the heart of the matter is is that we've got to really have difficult conversations, and and we have to dance that line between all are welcome and what is true safety. And and some people need more boundaries to feel safer because they've been so wounded in the past. That's so true. I I, I believe that a million percent. I, I'm, you know, I I feel like it isn't spirituality really when it comes down to it. Uh, and I know we can't really simplify the word spirituality, but for me, I guess, let me say, it, it tugs at my heart when you talk about having these really, really big, difficult conversations. Really, there's the opportunity, like inside those 
really hard conversations. The that's the opportunity for growth and like yeah. true love. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing we have to so so what I feel like one of my roles is now, especially in this planet, is to create opportunities to have those conversations. And it's again, it's hard because we have to look at our own our own wounds and yeah. we have to be able to name them and honor them to a point but also challenge them, you know. I talk about in fact, this past Sunday, I talked about this experience I had at, at my church a couple years ago, and I wanted to do a book study on a book that really, really challenged me. And it's it's a it's by an author who is out there. Um, his name's John Lamb Lash, and he's out there. I mean, he is on the fringe. There is no doubt. And and. Uh, some of the things he said just challenged me to the core. And I love that. I love it when that happens. Our community at Tree of Life, and we started a book discussion, and I had a member really, really challenge me. And he called me one day. He was like, you can't do this. You cannot talk about this at the community. You can't You can't just put this book in front of people. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, like, what do you, I don't understand it, you know, like, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, you wouldn't put a book about Scientology in front of the community. And I'm like, well, yes, yes, in fact, I would. You know, not because I agree with Scientology, but because these are the things we have to talk about. Yeah. You know, why would we not talk about them? And and he and I really came to blows about it. But one of the things that we do in our spiritual community is that we take a covenant and we say that we will work through disagreements towards reconciliation. And and I I'll be honest with you, I wasn't my best self with this guy. I lost it, you know, <laughs> but we kept our covenant and we came back to it and we met privately and we. Uh, you know, both of us asked forgiveness, and and we actually did the book study, and he was a big part of it in challenging what this guy said, but also creating an environment where we could talk about the differences. Wow. And it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. Yeah, and that's the thing. We, you know, there's nothing that gets us charged up more than political and spiritual talk. I mean, no doubt about it, and our disagreements and right. and, and our belief system and what we grew up with and, and where we, we want to grow to, that will get us charged up very quickly. Big time. Now I know you see a lot of this obviously within uh, within your church and and within your spiritual community there. How do you approach some of these big conversations with uh, with your church with people who come regularly but also people who are are visiting and have different thoughts and are trying it out and and how do you approach these big touchy sensitive charged conversations? Well, I think one of the first things, you know, and and I I remind our community of this all the time, is that, you know, we kind of question everything. Yeah. (laughs) And so even if, no matter what I'm saying, you know, question me, because I don't know. I'm just a person on the planet trying to to live a compassionate life, Um, and I get passionate about things, but, you know, things come out of my point of view, so I have to be willing to be challenged, and I've got to be willing to ask forgiveness and say I was wrong. So I think that's part of it, right, is modeling 
humility yeah. is modeling the willingness to be open and vulnerable um, and and to really listen and I think that's you know that's a big part of it is right now I'm not sure that we that we know how to really listen to each other anymore so I think modeling it is part of it but um you know one of the things that's been crucial for for us at tree of life and is really defines our community is that on Sundays after we after we have our service, uh, we invite people to get coffee and refreshments, but then we invite people to come back and we form a circle and we have a conversation that we call tree talk, but it's it's a time where people are invited to reflect on on the sermon of the day, the theme, the service, what they agreed with, what they didn't agree with, what challenge them, you know, kind of what what they'll uh, think on for the week. And that is a practice. Yeah. <laughs> that is a practice that we engage in communally because we don't, and we have rules for it. We have boundaries around it. So there's no advice giving. There's no talking about politics. Uh, you know, there's no, you know, Again, no interrupting, so it's a practice of really listening to each other. And we've been doing that for years now as a community, and that, I think, you know, sort of sets the tone and and the environment for, you know, we are a place where we want people's input. I want to hear what you're thinking. I want to know what, what your heart is hungry for. I want to know, you know, what your aches are, what your longings are, and what your joys are. Um, so I think that's part of how, how we do it, as you set, you know, you, you make it a practice within the community itself. Pastor Mary Raymond is my guest on the show today, and we're talking about spiritual inclusiveness, and she is the pastor over at Tree of Life Community in Dayton, Ohio. And this is such a uh, such a big topic. I know we've got a lot to discuss around it. Uh, just moments ago, we were sort of uh, kind of diving into the whole all are welcome, but maybe you could change a few things, slogan, that you may have felt at some churches or spiritual groups that you have been a part of. And, uh, you know, when you feel like you are left out, then it leaves you in a place of feeling very lonely sometimes and very by yourself and and in search of people who will lift you up instead of tear you down. And, you know, Mary, I, I know uh, you've heard these stories, too, but I, I'm thinking about countless stories that I have heard about people and and I'm just going to shed light on one one group here for one moment but about people who get have been kicked out of their church have been shunned have been uh, pushed out whether verbally or just you know by kind of the mood uh, have been pushed out maybe because they're in uh, an interracial relationship or maybe because they're transgender or gay and this type of dividing into categories this type of pushing out because of uh, in my opinion really does set a big stage for trauma and shame and very unspiritual feelings in someone no doubt (laughs) no doubt yes you know I that's part of my own story I I, I did grow up Catholic um, and I'm lesbian and I 
well, first of all, I'm a woman, which was it's hard enough in the couch. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, then you add the lesbian dimension to it. And, I mean, you know, what need I say? It, it's right. a struggle. It's a right. struggle. Um, and, and yet, you know, that's... I just think that that's sort of what mainline churches are missing mm-hmm. <laughs> is that, you know, the the people who are marginalized are the very gifts that community needs to be whole. And we miss out on them all the time because we do say we set standards and we say you got to do this and you have to do that and if you don't jump through this hoop then you're not welcome if you don't believe like i believe and you know eventually it did force me to leave the catholic church yeah because for for several reasons one is i didn't feel like i could be who i was completely and i couldn't you know i i couldn't live out my call there because i knew i was called to be a pastor and that's not an option for a woman in that church and so I'm very sensitive to uh I'm very sensitive to the the need to aim for all our welcome but to also be real about it because just as you say you know if some, if a church is saying that and somebody who has been wounded goes there and then finds that that church too is you know whether in their quiet cultural way or just in the scriptures they choose and the way the preacher preaches uh or the way they talk about god it can be um it can be another way that somebody is pushed out and that's just the antithesis i think of what the spiritual journey is about but you know pastors would even argue that that's true (laughs) you know but i i just i i believe that that truly the spiritual journey, regardless of what you believe, is about, you know, widening our hearts and our minds, because ultimately we are one, and science tells us the information, and we can't get away from it. And so to me, that's the crux, that's the apex of the spiritual journey, is to, is to sort of, you know, go to the mat with these kind of questions, and where do I exclude in my own heart? And how can I heal that so that I am the welcoming place? Powerful stuff. I I, I know we want to uh, invite you to come back for one more episode next week. And I, I, I feel like this is such a big discussion to have. I would like to end this one, Mary, with, um, with one question. How do you comfort, sure. empathize, sympathize, uh, spiritually encourage people who have been shamed and who have this this traumatic experience from their childhood and the way that they grew up and, and the background, uh, religious background that they came from? How do you reach out as a, as a counselor, as a, as a friend and, and say, you are welcome. It's okay. Please be you. Please don't change you. You know, where do you start in that process? And what do you say to many people who have been left out of a, of, of a, of a situation where they should be welcome? Well, you know, my spirituality, I would say, I, I sort of been defining it lately as, as the call to befriend. Hmm. I like so that. I, and befriend, you know, befriend, and it starts with myself. Right? Yes. 
befriending myself, honoring myself, recognizing that I've been made in in the image of the divine, myself, myself, starting there, and then extending that out, you know, and enlarging my my circle, and and befriending others, and befriending especially people who are friendless. One of the things I I sort of pride myself on is that I like to consider myself a pastor for those who don't have a church, who don't have a spiritual community. So I rely a lot on word of mouth and getting, you know, being with those people who would never walk into a church again just because of how they feel about it, how they've, how they've, you know, experienced it. And so um, a lot of it's word of mouth and then just putting myself in those places where I know that people are, are hurting and and maybe won't reach out, so I just make myself available, you know. But I really do think it's about befriending, befriending creation, befriending each other, befriending my enemy. But it starts with ourselves, I think. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm afraid we're doing that. We don't love ourselves very well. So let's start there and then move out. I am so excited. We will have another episode in this series on spiritual inclusiveness as Pastor Mary Raymond will join me once again. Until then, I hope you ponder the questions that I've been pondering. What about the believers in exile? I've heard them called that. Have you seen the new movements called Christians Tired of Being Misrepresented or the Christian Left? This is just to name a few of the groups trying to find their own voice because, honestly, they have felt left behind. These groups say they're looking to recapture the true essence of what a young Jewish carpenter was actually trying to teach us all. No matter the reasoning behind such groups... It's a call for inclusion. It's a call for a better way, a bigger heart, a wider circle to include everyone, not just some. Are you someone who can be open to hearing more than one way? How can we better embrace and appreciate the differences in places and people? We are truly a diverse universe and a diverse people. And that is truly interesting. That's an interesting conversation to me and an interesting journey to navigate. This is The Outcast. I stand with you. I stand for you. And as always, I would love to hear your stories, your feedback. And if you would like to share a personal story with us on one of our episodes, you are welcome to do that. You can reach me by email, dee at wbqb.com. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests on this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.